Stand and join us for this next part in English. Is the 
clap too, if you're feeling that. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We lift you up. We glorify your name, Lord. And we just thank you for this awesome truth that the same God who is with our team in Guatemala is the same God who is here. You are God of the earth in every language. We all worship you, Yahweh, creator, sustainer, redeemer. We lift up the name of Jesus, Lord. And we just pray for our team that uh, you would just, again, calm their nerves and just allow them to speak just their heart and what, what you have done in their lives. And may you be glorified. May the rest of us be stirred up for good works to be your witnesses all the more in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you may be seated at this time. Thank you, Rama and Beth. Um, and let's give them a hand as well. And I want to invite our... Uh, our Guatemala team up to the stage, so you can come up at this time, and while you do that, we are going to show a brief video recapping the trip.
All right, looks like we already have some tears going on just from the recap video. That's great. Uh, one of the challenges um, in uh, recruiting people to come on this trip, honestly, is, uh, or even just talking about the trip, is there, the question when any mission trip is, the first question you ask somebody if they say they're going on a mission trip, what are you going to be doing, right? And um, the, the problem with a trip like this is it's not so much what are you, what are you going to be doing, but what is uh, going to happen to you on this trip. And I'm not just talking about like Gavin getting his face smashed into his birthday cake by a particularly uh, ornery Guatemalan named Ugo, but, um, but what is the Lord going to do in your heart? And the truth is, uh, we just don't know. And um, that is what is so difficult about capturing what uh, happens there and then bringing it back here. Uh, but also uh, another truth is that um, you don't need to go to Guatemala for the Lord to do unbelievable things in your heart and to change the way you think, to change the way you worship, to change the, your whole life. And so uh, my hope and my prayer as you hear these testimonies this morning, uh, and I'm going to get out of the way here real soon and allow them to share, but my hope and my prayer is that as you listen to these testimonies, you're not just thinking about, wow, what a great trip they must have had, but you're thinking about, what does God want to do in my life? What opportunities does he have in front of me that I have had been blinded to, or I have been too scared, honestly, to walk through those doors? Or um, what, does God, what idols am I worshiping in my own heart, in my own life that I need to step away from? and say, no, I need to be worshiping God and God alone. And so I hope that as you're listening to these testimonies, uh, you are, you're hearing the stories, you're hearing about uh, uh, what happened on the trip, but more than that, uh, that you allow God to maybe do some work even just in your heart right now um, to say, maybe, you know what, there's something I'm missing right here that I need to see. And so I'm going to pray to that end, and then we are going to invite Brittany up, and she's going to share with us. So please bow your heads with me, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we um, thank you for this opportunity we have this morning um, just to hear about this trip, to hear about all the things that you did, Lord. And I know for the uh, people sitting behind me right now, uh, this was truly a life-changing uh, trip that we took together. And we praise you, God, because we prayed uh, before we left that even more than the things that we were able to do, um, that you would, um, you would move and work in our own hearts, Lord. And so I just pray now as we sit here and as we listen to these testimonies, God, that if there's something that uh, for, for all of us in this room, God, if there's something that you're wanting us to see that we're missing, if there's something you're wanting us to do that we have been fearful of, is there, if there's something you're wanting us to change, if there's something you're wanting us to turn our back on, if there's something you're wanting us to seek and pursue, if we're missing your glory, God, if we're not seeing your goodness for who you are, if we are content in seeking lesser things than you, God, just convict us this morning and challenge us. Lord, one of the main reasons that we go on these trips and that we send people on these trips as a church is not just for the people who go, but it's that our whole tr church would be changed, Lord. And not just by a trip, but by you, by your spirit. So Lord, I pray for those who are going to share that you would just speak in them, speak through them, give them the words to say, Lord, and that we would be encouraged and that you would be glorified. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Uh, I told Mike, thank goodness he had me go first so I could hold myself together, but 
that beautiful song and those pictures brought a bunch of emotion back. So I'm going to try to get through this. <laughs> uh, my name's Brittany Shutter. I had shared with Pastor Mike a while back that I was thinking about going on the Guatemala trip in 2022, but I had a conflict the week they were going, so I couldn't make it. So when the 2023 trip came around, he asked me if I was interested. I was, but also had cold feet and a little bit of doubting myself. The trip was also the first nine days of September, and I'm an accountant and have a tax deadline September 15th, so the timing wasn't great. He encouraged me to pray about it and just consider. Well, I did just that, and on top of feeling the continued nudge inside of me that I should go, my husband Brad said that he was interested in going as well. After several conversations, we agreed we were both called to go, and we were both so, so thankful we did. Part of the trip consisted of learning about their culture. The most prominent religion in Guatemala is Catholicism, but not how we know Catholicism here in North America. The Catholicism in Guatemala is a mix of Catholic beliefs with Mayan beliefs and rituals. So they confuse and mix the Catholic Bible with the belief of multiple gods and idols. This entails praying and worshiping to many different gods, like the sun god, corn god, underworld gods, etc., and having witch doctors perform ritual ceremonies with fire and giving of sacrifices. We visited Shashim, which is the big white church um, that overlooks Taktik, you'll see in the pictures. Shashim means the god of corn. We witnessed a witch doctor performing a ritual ceremony out front. We saw people walking on their knees up the aisle of the church and around the pews while holding candles and flowers, praying aloud to the corn god, in which Shashim, the corn god, was represented at the front of the church as a statue of Jesus on the cross. There's a separate building next to the church where they leave offerings in hope of receiving answered prayers. The black soot-covered walls are lined with tables to leave burning candles. There are feathers, linens, flowers left on or near the cross, all representing an offering for different prayer requests. It felt so dark, gloomy, and sad. Our guide took us into a small room that was at the front of the church off to the side of the image of Jesus. After telling us more about their beliefs of many of the citizens there, he had us go around the room and say out loud what God was to us. God is my savior. God is my freedom. God is my forever. God is my peace. We're just a few mentioned as we went around the room. You could feel the presence of God with us. We then proceeded with singing Amazing Grace, which was beautiful, but honestly, we sang it pretty quietly. We were in the front of a church with non-believers right outside the room, praying to a different God. When we finished, the guide said that was beautiful, but I think we should sing it again and really praise God and sing it louder. And he was right. We sang Amazing Grace again, and this time we sang louder. We sang and worshiped God like he deserved to be, without shame or fear. It was such a powerful moment. We should never be afraid or timid to praise and worship God, no matter where we are. He is the Almighty, the all-powerful, the one and true God that deserves all of our worship and praise. 
As I mentioned with their belief of multiple gods, they also pray and worship to underworld gods. So the next day we went to visit a sinkhole where they pray, pay lots of money to a witch doctor to take them down in this deep, dark hole to perform ritual ceremonies and give sacrifices. We climbed up the side of a mountain to get to the top of the sinkhole. When we arrived and I peeked over the edge, I could not see the bottom. The only thing in this deep, dark hole was a small light from a fire burning at the bottom. The descent down was very steep, very muddy, and very smoky. Upon reaching the bottom, it was so dark. Everywhere was covered in black soot from all the smoke. There were candle jars, bottles, flowers, sticks, and other trash lying around. We were asked to spread out and spend some individual time praying to God, repenting of our sin and asking for forgiveness and just laying our burdens at his feet. As I was bent down, praying to God, I could hear water running and dripping all around us as it had rained quite a bit. An image came to mind of God weeping with us for the sins we had committed, for our brokenness, for the rituals that were taking place there, for the lost. That thought didn't last too long, though. As I finished up my prayers, stood up and turned around, there were several others just standing, staring up at the light beams that were now shining down through the top of the sinkhole. Their faces were lit up, and the light was so bright. It was an image of what I imagine it will be like when Jesus returns. It was the most beautiful sight and perfect representation of God in a place that was so deep and dark that felt heavy and sad. He reminded me that he is the light and can make all things good and beautiful. I thought I was being called to be a missionary for the Guatemalans, to serve them and help grow his kingdom. But in all reality, they were serving me I didn't feel like the missionary while I was there. God was using them to teach me, to give me a new perspective, to show me that I shouldn't ever be fearful or hesitant to worship him, to remind me that he is the light and can make all things good, even in those darkest places. As you were listening to these stories and testimonies, if you were feeling a nudge inside or thought that maybe you should go on a mission trip or do anything here even at home, I would encourage you to pray about it more and listen to what God is telling you. Um, my name is Amber Toll, and I for sure will not get through this without crying, so we're just going to get through it <laughs> however we can. Um, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about a little guy that I met. Um, his name was Jefferson. Um, and uh, he was a little guy that uh, I decided to support through the um, Impact Ministries. So early in the week, several of us decided to um, support some of these kids. We'd already fallen in love with the country and the mission and the schools. And uh, we just wanted to be a part of, uh, you know, making this continue on and growing this, this mission. Um, so the way you go through it is like you go online and you look through all the pictures of the kids who need sponsors and try to pick out one that you're going to sponsor, which is 
horrible. <laughs> really tough task to pick out one little kid that you want to support. Um, but uh, all the pages I went through, I saw this one little guy, and he just kept coming up, and he kind of had a ornery little smirk on his face, and I thought, you know, we have a family of boys. This this little guy is just going to fit right into our into our family. So clicked on him, uh, filled out the info, and then there you go. Um, but little did I know that that little decision. I told you. <laughs> um, was going to change my perspective of life um, from that day forward. So, um, because up until that point, I think I was really struggling with my um, relationship with God. Um, my faith was strong, but that deep relationship with God just was not there. And as much as I tried, as much as I uh, did, I just couldn't find that connection. Um, I was, you know, doing all the right Bible studies. I was reading all the right books. I was, you know, trying to be the best mom that I could, and I was going to feed them good meals and keep the house organized and clean, and I was doing all the right things, but this connection just wasn't there. Um, and I thought, man, God, where are you? Like, I need this connection, and I just wasn't finding it. So, so making that one little decision to um, sponsor Jefferson, uh, I know it wasn't random. I know that was God. Um, that was the way that he was going to rescue me from that hamster wheel of thought and that hamster wheel of um, worldly thoughts and worldly um, goals uh, and rescue me um, from, that, from that thought. So normally when you sponsor a child, um, you get to pick that kid up from school and you get to go meet his family and spend about, oh, you know, 30, 40 minutes with the, with the family and with the kid. You give them some gifts, and you get to try to know them a little bit. Um, you know, there's a language barrier, so you're trying to talk through interpreters, and it's a little bit um, intimidating, and, uh, but, but it's neat to, to kind of try to get that bond, and then you can write that uh, sponsored kid over the year and try to, to get to know him. But um, I was completely spoiled because I got to spend three whole days with my little kid, my little Yos. Uh, Jefferson, uh, because he was part of the school that we did our children's ministry with, um, and so we did a three-day VBS with them, and we got to do crafts, and I got to do crafts with uh, Jefferson. Um, we made like a, a little bracelet, and I still wear the bracelet today um, just to keep uh, reminded of him. I got to watch him play soccer. Uh, I got to worship with him. I got to pray with him. And uh, even though we didn't speak the same language, there wasn't a whole lot of words between us, um, but we just got to hang out together and create this really neat bond. Um, and I think not having the same language was almost better because how many times do we, like, you know, use words and ruin relationships or, you know, talk too much? And, uh, but without that, that language, we got to just, just hug. We got to just hang out and be and worship together. Uh, and he was such a cute little kid, and uh, we, just, we just had a really good time together. Um, and God knew that I needed that heart connection with this little guy so that we could uh, have this bond um, forever, hopefully forever. Uh, but the real kicker was uh, the last night uh, that we were in Tactique, uh, we got to have dinner with a bunch of the teachers. And you guessed it, Jefferson's teacher was there. Um, so we had dinner together. Um, and I thought, okay, well, I'll meet her and I'll, I'll tell her that I, I'll pray for her. Um, and then, you know, we can, we can have that bond. Um, so at the end of the dinner, uh, a couple of the teachers got up to speak, and of course, Jefferson's teacher got up to speak. Um, and she spoke about two of her, her students. The first one, I couldn't tell you what went on because 
I was just so focused on, uh, on his teacher. Um, but the second student she talked about was, of course, Jefferson. Um, and she spoke about how this was his first year at the school, um, and one of the first things that he asked his teacher was to pray for him and his family. Um, this kid is such a strong prayer warrior. He said his mom was expecting, and things were not going very well, and the family was very, very worried. Um, but Jefferson said, I know, we'll just pray, and God will take care of it. Like, I know, that's what we got to do. Um, so they prayed. They prayed with their class, um, and they prayed for the entire pregnancy, and thankfully everything worked out, and he has a four-month-old little sister now, and she's great, uh, healthy and happy. Um, and the teacher spoke to the mom afterwards and said, you know, we've prayed for you. Um, and she said, yeah, I know, because Jefferson led our family in prayer. This little eight-year-old boy led his family in prayer and said, God has it. Whatever happens, God's going to take care of us. He had this unfiltered, absolute faith that God's going to take care of us. And it was beautiful. And then his teacher finished up by saying, yeah. And he's been faithfully praying for his sponsor. <laughs> and their family. And this little kid, I, I met him two days ago. And he's praying for my family. And it was kind of one of those lightning bolt moments. Of course, I was bawling. <laughs> it was kind of a joke between us, but... I was bawling at the dinner because this is all that God is asking of us. This is all God's asking of me is just my heart and prayer, and that's it. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to run after all these worldly things. All I need is your heart, and I had to learn that lesson from a little eight-year-old kid who had faith that can move mountains, um, and that was just, uh, that was huge for me. That was kind of a life turning moment for me because God never asked me to run after any of these things. Um, you know, it's not in the Bible. You don't have to be a perfect mom. He didn't create me to be perfect. He knows that I'm not perfect. He just wants me to sit in his love and in his world. Um, and I had to apparently go to Guatemala <laughs> to learn this lesson, um, but that's okay uh, because it was a place where I could go and just live in God's love and experience that, and I needed that to, uh, to kind of make that shift. And I'm not saying that, you know, coming back, everything's been shiny, happy people and perfect rainbows, and all we do is just sit in God's love, and it's just beautiful, and our family's amazing, um, because it's absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I love my family. They're beautiful. Um, but, uh, but since we've gotten back, um, we have been attacked by things that I never thought that we would have to deal with. Um, and when they say the enemy hates when you have a strong love and faith for Jesus, the enemy hates it. Um, and they will attack you in every which way you can think of. But, um, but you know, I, I don't fear that anymore. Um, it's not that I'm perfect, obviously. Um, but I just have such a different perspective because I know God has it, whatever it is, we still have to deal with our problems. We still have to, um, you know, take care of our family. We still have to go to our work, and we still have to do all those things. But there's not this pressure to be perfect. Like, I don't need to be perfect. God doesn't want me to be perfect. He wants me to be right where I am right now, and he'll take care of it. 
And uh, so I had to learn that lesson from little eight-year-old Jefferson. Um, and it's beautiful. So anyway, that's all I had. <laughs> so. My name is Angie Toll. Um, I was very nervous and anxious about going on this trip. There were a lot of unknowns, and I'd never been on a mission trip before, and I have a tendency to be anxious and worry about a lot of stuff. I don't know why, I just do. Um, but one of the first couple of nights, uh, we went for a cultural experience. Um, our group went to the home of two families that lived right next to each other. Um, Heidi and Anna, they taught us how to make tortillas. They explained how the corn is processed, and then they showed us how to shape the tortillas, in, or shape the dough into tortillas. Um, some of us were a little better than others at it. <laughs> uh, there was a few funny stories out of that. Um, then they cooked the tortillas on their wood stove in their kitchen, which was on, their, on her, her house that happened to be the back porch. Um, they were really good tortillas. They, uh, they, we, had, we really enjoyed that. Um, we also helped make the eggs for our dinner that night. They were helping us to prepare for the dinner that we were gonna have with them. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the ladies were very welcoming and they were very kind and they were very uh, patient with us. Um, then we sat down and had dinner with their families. And after dinner, um, Heidi and Anna shared their stories with us. Um, they shared where they had come from and the stuff that they had been through and what they were going through right now in their lives. Um, it was so neat to hear how God had um, worked in their lives and brought them where they were today. There was just, you could see that there was just this one part about the cement when they were trying to pour for their house, how there was a mess up with something, but right then and there, the cement that they needed, the exact amount was provided. Um, it was just really neat to see how God worked in their lives. Um, and it, it just really touched my heart um, to hear this from them. Um, before we left on the trip, each one of us had been challenged um, to at some point share with the Guatemalan, where it would be translated to the Guatemalans, something from our hearts our stories. I was really nervous about having to do this, of course, because I'm just nervous about all this. I'm nervous up here now. <laughs> um, that was way out of my comfort zone to do this. But on that night, I just felt God was nudging me to do it, even though no one else had already done it, and it was out of, um, had done it on the trip yet. And normally that would be something that I would put off as long as I had to and uh, wait the last minute and it's like okay now it's my turn I have to do it but um, God just I could feel him working in my heart that is like you need to share this is what you need to do so I was obedient and I listened to God and I shared and I was really glad that I did it it just I mean it was good for me um, I could just feel the Holy Spirit was with us there that night I mean I don't know it was just amazing to me um, the ladies had made us feel so welcome and at ease. I was no longer anxious about being there on for the trip. It just, that just really set me for the rest of the trip, that 
it took that anxiety away from me. Um, their families had welcomed us as strangers into their homes, but we were not really strangers. We were brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's what just kind of made that connection. Before we left that evening, we all gathered around and prayed for them and their families, and that just kind of helped, helped us. So um, I would like to challenge you today that um, if there's something that you're nervous or anxious about doing, but God is telling you to do it, you should just do it because he's always with you. God is always with you, and you'll be glad that you did that. Because now, when Mike told us that we were going to have to speak, I was like, oh, this is so out of my comfort zone, but I'm like, I need to do this in my heart. God laid it on my heart. It's like, you need to share. It may not be come out exactly as I want it or how it was supposed to be said or something, but I just felt God telling me that I need to share with you what God did in my heart about being so anxious and him touching my heart, and I took that step of obedience and shared. And so I just want to challenge you to do that. If God is speaking to your heart and you keep saying no, 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 take that step of obedience and do it. morning. I'm uh, Shane McCorkle. Uh, before I get started, I just want to go ahead and say a few thank yous, because uh, there's no guarantees I'm going to get all the way through this to the end. Uh, I want to thank all my brothers and sisters in Christ for uh, the financial help, but more importantly for the prayer that you all did. It definitely, we could feel the prayer. I also want to thank the Nations team for all they do for making this trip happen, including Pastor Mike, for his uh, passion for this mission. Um, also, I have to thank my, our family, Brittany and I's family, for uh, taking care of our four children uh, so her and I could uh, partake in this uh, mission trip together. All right, so to get started, uh, Pastor Mike says I only have 10 minutes to share, and uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to share nine days of, uh, of my most rewarding days of my life in ten minutes, but we're going to give it a try. Um, to start off, I want to share a little bit about my attitude leading up to Guatemala. I'm not a big traveler, let alone going out of the country where there's so much unknowns. To be honest, I was one of those people that on Mission Sunday... I would just kind of shut off my ears because I thought, what is missions for me? My wife has a huge passion for missions, and like a good husband should do, I supported her and encouraged her to go fulfill her dream. <laughs> she went last year. <laughs> last year, I received a call from Guatemala. It was Brittany and Pastor Mike. They said, what time of year works for for you to come on the 2023 trip. I quietly said, oh, probably early September before harvest starts. The next day I get a text from Pastor Mike that reads, trip is booked, you are coming. <laughs> How can you tell your wife no, let alone Pastor Mike? <laughs> the, couple weeks, the couple weeks before we were supposed to leave, the devil was really working hard to keep me from going. My dad was supposed to have a procedure. 
two weeks prior to us going, this was good timing because he would be recouped so that they could watch our four children. Wrong. God has diff- had different plans for that. His surgery was rescheduled for the day before we leave. I began to feel very guilty leaving my mom with four children. and taking care of my dad. And if that wasn't enough, all four kids, the night before we got on the airplane, were all sick. I had called Adam a few days before when dad's surgery got changed and told him I wasn't going on this trip. He said, I think you need to rethink it because God wants you to be on this trip. You need to pray about it. In the morning I woke up to leave, I was at peace and oddly excited to get there. Praise God for that. So going into the trip, I kind of titled this trip to me, uh, I, I titled Shane's Heart Transformation. I honestly could talk about this trip for hours and hours. I get so excited to share what God has done and is still doing in me through this trip. I don't have that much time, so if you ever want the hour presentation, I'll be more than happy to share in private. (laughs) Hugo, as some have talked, uh, one of our fantastic leaders, him and I, there's a picture, him and I kind of hit it off. Uh, But at the end of our trip, He asked us to think about three questions. Number one, what was one or two of your favorite things while in tactique? Where did you feel the presence of God? And what will you take home and put into your everyday life? It is hard to narrow it down to just a few. So I wrote three instead of two. First off, uh, Brittany and I, uh, Brittany sponsored... uh, Wilbur last year when she was there, um, and we've we've brought Wilbur into our family to pray for our kids to pray with, and and uh, we just call him one of our own. It was kind of a, a different situation with uh, Brittany and I's visit to Wilbur. Uh, the rest of them we went as a group to visit our sponsor kids, but Brittany wasn't feeling the, well the day we were supposed to go and. Time didn't allow, so Brittany and I got to go and uh, visit Wilbur, just her and I. Um, as much as we'd love for the whole team to have been there, what a special moment that was for her and I. To love on this little boy, to pray with his aunts. He doesn't have a mom. His mom abandoned him when he was 11 months old. His dad works construction and is gone 15 days and then comes home for a few days and goes back. His dad doesn't know the Lord, but his aunts, by the grace of God, have got him into the school, teaching him all about God. And the excitement of that little boy, for number one, with all the wonderful toys that Brittany gave him, but the love of talking about God and praying with us was just incredible. 
Another special thing that happened was uh, we led a VBS with kids with the school for three days. There was one moment that really stuck out to me about that. We were playing in the gravel lot out in front of the school and uh, you talk about the presence of God. All of a sudden, my whole world just stopped. My whole mind just stopped. And there was a room full of kids off to the side. And it was remarkable. It was like angels singing. It was just so powerful and so so warm feeling to, to listen to those kids love the Lord to sing at the top of their lungs to the Lord. Angie talked about our cultural visit a little bit, about what it was. But for me, the cultural visit to go to those women's houses had a, has a special meaning for me. I actually still have goosebumps thinking about that moment at that cultural visit. Like Angie said, we made tortillas. We have a pastor that's very good at preaching, but he's not very good at tortillas. <laughs> he screwed up his tortilla, and it had a hole in it. <laughs> and one of the ladies kind of, it, it, was, it turned into a joke, but to me it was so much more. She took his tortilla before she put it on the grill and she remolded it and fixed it. She put it on the grill and it was perfect just like everybody else's. We sat down for dinner. We went around and a few people talked and, and then a few people prayed. Pastor Mike leads off the prayer. It go, this, this, this thing that happened is also where I felt the most presence of God. This was two days in. We were just kind of getting our feet wet of what, you know, the week was to come. But Pastor Mike gives a prayer and says, God takes broken people like the broken tortilla. He molds it back together. He makes it perfect. Just like he does with us. And from that moment right there, my whole life with Christ is changed forever. Our, a song that kind of has been going around our house right now is, We're all broken people. We all need Jesus. 24 316 or 24 sorry sorry <laughs> that's kind of been our motto around our house lately is uh, you know we're all broken people but you know what what is the crazy things I'm a very simple person but it took a tortilla that Pastor Mike screwed up <laughs> to realize that God loves us he takes our broken pieces it pieces and fixes it and molds it back together. Also, to finish with my last question, what will you take home and put into your everyday life? 
boy, the way they worship God is what I hope to bring home and teach our children. That it's okay to raise your hand. It's okay to scream out loud. Because why not worship the greatest person alive? You know, we want to, we worship basketball players, we worship football why don't we worship God the way that we all worship players, you know? That's really, it's really worked in my mind this, this since we've been home. I also, uh, what I also learned and would like to bring to be better at is praying. I know God hears my prayers, but I didn't understand what feeling the presence of God meant. And what's being in and that's what in Guatemala taught me. I'm first to say I'm comfortable, and I realized my life was on autopilot. I am a closed person who doesn't like to share my feelings or hardships. The last couple months of my life, I have struggled with a few things that I thought I could deal with myself. But God has shown me through this trip that it takes a village to get through hardships. I also would love to praise God like a first-generation Guatemalan Christian. They find so much joy in worshiping the Lord. It gives me so much fire to praise His name. And to close, I just want to share that I thought I was going to Guatemala on a mission trip to help the needs of people there. I didn't know I was going to Guatemala for God to change my life. Good morning. I'm Brittany, Shane's wife. And it makes me excited to um, hear how God continues to work in each of our stories. I know that for most of us on the stage in the group last year that a piece of all of our hearts are still in Guatemala. And I'm just looking forward to see how God continues to grow that relationship so as many of you know, I, along with Pastor Mike, Jeannie, Jerry, and several others, went last summer, and what a blessing it was to return again and see so many familiar faces and build many relationships among our team, but also with the Guatemalans. And today I'm excited to share with you about our sponsor class visit, because that's where really the kids get to know who these sponsor kids are. So it's neat to see how God works, and I know I may be saying that lightly. However, last year's trip, meeting our individual sponsor kids and then introduced the concept of sponsoring a class, I thought to myself, how cool would that be to take this back to our church and have that connection? As part of the nation's team, one of our goals was to have a better awareness for our church family of who our missionaries are, where they are serving, and how can we go alongside them in their walk, whether it's through prayers, personal friendships, or financially. But to me, how would my children also understand the importance of a missionary, or even to be a missionary here in Tipton, Indiana? After introducing to the nation's team this idea, we prayed about it and reached out to see the available classes. I remember telling Pastor Mike, I know who I'll pick, but I'll just keep quiet and let God show us because we've already met some of these kids at VBS last year. Unanimously, unanimously through an email, every person on our team chose that fourth grade class. So if you could take a moment now, watch the video with our class as they welcomed us with flowers, hugs, a huge banner, and lots of confetti. Cristo, mamá, Cristo. 
got to spend a little more than an hour and a half with these kids, which felt very short of how long we could have stayed. We played a few games, shared with them the gift, bas gift bags, food baskets for each of them to take home, a t-shirt that they could color and wear. If you also heard in the background music during the video, the kids with their teacher took time to learn Jesus Loves Me, not only seeing it in Spanish, but also in English. I think we were all amazed. My hope for our church as we move forward is that these kids are more than just a missionary partner. These kids are part of our Rock Prairie family. And I can assure you, not only do your prayers count, but I know that those kids are praying for us as well, and they've only met 16 of us. What a dream of mine is to take many more of you to Guatemala over the next however many years God has in store. And I pray someday that you kids sitting here today get to meet our sponsor class as well through a mission trip. So closing, I wanna say thank you for making this trip possible. It's been a blessing to our team as well as the people in Guatemala. I encourage anyone interested in sponsoring an individual, there are less than 30 kids of 1800 this school year looking for a sponsor family. I completely understand if financially it's not a good time, but there are also many other ways you can serve while here in the States. One of the few is to be a Spanish interpreter from your home for the thousands of emails sent back and forth each week. To the kids in here, the change bank in the hallway will still be around. No amount is too small for your gift, for it's for the Lord, and we will use it to give back to our class. And if you would all continue to pray for the kids in Impact Ministry Schools, their children's home, teachers, administrators, missionary partners, and their staff, the Lord is moving in many ways, and it's great to know someday that we will all be in heaven as brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for sharing. Um, let's uh, give the Guatemala team a hand and thank them for sharing. You guys can head off the stage now. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. We, uh, I had some things to say, uh, but and you know what? I'm just sensing the spirit saying, Mike, you're, keep your mouth closed, and uh, we need to worship the Lord together. So you see the dates on the screen there, August 15th through 25th, 2024. Uh, if you feel the Lord uh, tugging at your heart to be a part of this trip, to go and encourage the people down there uh, to hang out with our sponsor class, and most importantly, to allow the Lord to do whatever he needs to do in your heart, uh, we would love for you to be a part of that. So just start praying about it. Those are the dates, and we would love for you to do that. But now let's uh, stand and let's uh, close and worship. Let's sing loud uh, and uh, strongly to our Lord like we experienced uh, in Guatemala. Um, let's sing uh, about our living hope. 